Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and today we are joined by one returning guest and two brand new guests. The first returning guest is Simply DGR. Diego, welcome back to the podcast. Appreciate you for the uh, invite once again, man. It's always a good time being on here. Diego, since we last spoken, how has your experience been with the game? I know obviously the last time I had you on was with Jose and Slate. We had a kind of good discussion on the last one, but how have you been finding the game recently? Um, it's it's kind of just been steady, kind of already looking forward to team of the year. But um, them not having a promo this week was a very beneficial thing for the game, in my opinion. It brought back a lot of life. And I have been out of town for the last like four or five days. It's like the first break I've taken since the game came out. And uh, I'm, I'm back with a lot of content that I, I could decide to do or not. But there's so much to do right now in the game, which is kind of something that we needed. And if we can sprinkle out these things, like if we're not going to have a promo once every every other month or, you know, every six weeks, if we can have something like this, I think why not? I don't expect a promo every week if we're going to have something like this. So um, for me, coming back to a lot of content, um, kind of brings a little more excitement to the game but i'm really looking forward to this friday honestly yeah that's been the weird thing i know kind of it's been the first week without a promo but it feels like the first week we've actually had a lot of stuff on the game to do and maybe kind of ea i'm not realizing but like if they actually put a lot of stuff on the game to do people will be excited to play it and actually want to be on the game whereas i think with the promos and whatnot you go through your packs and you do the objective card for that promo after that Really, the promos are pretty much, they've been pretty weak so far. And today we are joined by the guys from Backpage Gaming, Jack and Robbie. Jack, I want to go to you first. How long would you say you've been playing FIFA slash foot for? So my first year playing FIFA was FIFA 07. Um, you know, I was a wee little lad and I loved it. Um, then my first ultimate team was FIFA 12. Absolutely smashed it, to be fair. Um and then since then, I've played every single year. I've been a sweat every single year. And it's just, it's part of our life, you know, playing it every day, talking about it at school and that. And yeah, that's pretty much, that's how long I've been playing it. And I seem to play it a lot more now, though, even as an adult than I did as a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's, it, it's, it's hard to not say it's not an addiction, but it, oh, it, it pretty is. much is. Yeah, it is. And Robbie, for you, how long have you been playing FIFA and football? Uh, so my first FIFA was 2003. Uh, my uncle gave it me, played it on PS2. It was an all right game. I mean, you, you haven't really got anything to base it off around then, so you're just playing a football game, really. Uh, first foot, 2010, which I think was the second year of Ultimate Team. Because FIFA 09 was a bit of like a trial year for Ultimate Team, really. Um, back in them days, you had to pay like £3 to play Ultimate Team as well, which people would be furious if that was the case now. <laughs> but yeah, ever since then, same as Jack, we used to play together at school as Pretty much how we became friends, really, just talking about FIFA yeah. at the back of Spanish. <laughs> yeah, just we, bonding, building teams, drawing them out in our Spanish exercise books. This is before Foothead and Footwiz and Footbin yeah. and everything. Yeah. Me and Robbie, we were the OGs. We could build yeah. a squad just in our head. Yeah. Didn't know those computers or anything. Getting out the coolest highlighters for the links. <laughs> <laughs> That's cooly. That's cool. That's the thing is, obviously, nowadays, all Footbin, Foothead, all those things. And guys, I think, I mean, I going back to when I think when I first started Foot, pretty back in properly foot 17 like, i remember like just spending hours and hours and hours on my phone just going through foot being trying to find teams links whatever and like going to sleep at night laying my head thinking like oh should i get this player in for this link and honestly like i'd be in bed at night like not being asleep 
And my, my wife or my girlfriend at the time will be next to me like, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, oh, I've got to figure out if it's going to work or not. And it's crazy thinking about <laughs> now because I'm a lot yeah. more relaxed with it now. But when you are properly like amongst it, it kind of, I mean, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it takes over your whole life, but you do end up thinking about it a hell of a lot. But you, for you guys as well, how have you found this year's game compared to previous years? Jack, go back to you first, this one. How have you found this year's game? It's been a mixed bag, I think. So for me, the gameplay is a lot better. I prefer it so much more to previous years. I think it's got a little bit worse maybe though in the past couple of weeks, but altogether it's still better in my opinion. In terms of content though, I think it's been pretty, I don't know if it's just that we've got, you know, short memories and that I'm just remembering all the the fun things that were at the end of last year. Um, But I think SBCs have been pretty weak. Um, General content until maybe this week has been a bit, average um dare i say it but in general i like this year um a lot more weekend league changes were needed badly and going down 20 games is so much better i can't tell you how much better it is um but yeah i think weekend league being the biggest change was really good for me because it lets you do something in the weekend on it yeah, that's a big thing. I, for a minute, I was like, tell what, I don't, I don't, I kind of miss the 30 game weekend leagues. I don't know why, but I, <laughs> it sounds crazy. But I guess for me, it's kind of the competitiveness. Like I play weekend league now and I'm like, I don't feel like it's really testing me as such. But this weekend, when I, when I actually was, I was busy, I had stuff to do, finally, I had, had a busy weekend, got my games on on Saturday, and I was like, kind of what, this isn't too bad, really, to be fair. And Robbie, for you, how have you found this year's game? Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I don't. I think it's a lot better gameplay than previous years. It's it's one of them where you can you don't have to stick to the meta as much this year, whereas in previous years, you know, like your back post crosses in FIFA nineteen, your finesses in like FIFA whatever it was um, seventeen. What, what was yeah. the first time finesse meta? Yeah, uh, was, eight, was that twenty? I think I can't remember, bro. Honestly, no scope finesse shot. Yeah, being a sweaty nerd, it just yeah. makes but it I think into you can, one. You can tailor it to the way you want to play a bit more this year, which I think is nice, um, particularly for people like us and uh, like Zell. You've had on in the past doing like custom tactics and stuff. People can follow it, but not copy it somewhat and sort of adapt it to their own gameplay, which is nice. It's sort of lending itself more to like the actual football world which people could, could get into that more through that which is good uh, in terms of content again it's it's one of them where it's not been awful there's like you say there's been a promo every week other than this week and admittedly some of them particularly the adidas one were pretty bad but there is stuff to do on the game if you if you are playing it you know you people complain that there's not enough to do which i understand but if you are working full-time or whatnot you're not going to struggle to do stuff. You're playing champs, you're playing weak, you're playing division rivals, doing your squad battles, your silver stars. There's always something to do, really. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, obviously, all the guys come on the podcast are kind of content creators, guys who do have time aside to play FIFA and whatnot. I think a lot of time we forget really what kind of other people are going through. Would say, would say people who have a life, but people, <laughs> people who guess they got a family, got a job, they're busy yeah. and other stuff. They're, they're actually seeing fresh air whatnot for those kind of people the way it is this year isn't horrific i know a lot obviously this week we'll go into the content shortly this week's kind of been a time now where there's a lot to do in the game and i know previously there's been objectives in the game and the master and say like score 500 goals get 500 assists but you do find people who are fairly sweaty will get those done in four hours they'll sit there they'll play beginner squad battles for, for three four hours 
and to get those done and people then they complain there's nothing to do on the game but it's just ea trying to figure out what they can do on the game what they can put in there to make sure at all times there's kind of something to do and i think obviously we're going to go into it now the score building foundations are back uh, there was a short thing in the in the main menu that said there was going to be these score building foundations between certain promos which makes me think they're going to kind of wait a little bit i know obviously we've got the liga nasty or divise and we're recording this on the Monday, so EFL Championship will be released on the Tuesday. But I think obviously we had last year we had the MLS, and I'm pretty sure there's another one that I can't quite think of. Yeah, uh, the Championship was pretty early. Championship, and then there wasn't a Liga Nos last year, was there? For uh... the Scoring Foundation, so that's obviously replaced that. But I imagine they'll probably bring another three out, maybe next season. Obviously, they kind of teased us with the three leagues they were going to choose by in mm. the objectives on the milestones, the season players, level 15 and level 30, which everyone all of a sudden is now like, oh, it makes sense. So maybe for next season, we might see three different leagues for that. But again, obviously, these are kind of, instead of a promo, in my opinion, early on, like I'm actually shocked how good these cards are, honestly. Last year's Scott Bing Foundation players were okay. I don't think I was going to see them in many teams at all. They're kind of just there to kind of, get done as well but Diego I want to go to you first on this one what have you made of the score building foundation so far uh honestly I I like them a lot um they're the level of power in terms of what everything that's been released it's really nice um these cards are going to be usable for a while which uh I like that a lot also there's been players that have been released in the storyline objectives like getting to level 15 and 30 that could link you. Um, there's UCL cards. We were talking right before this, um, the linking of Graven Birch. All of a sudden, I really, really want to try and get that guy into my team. Um, it's a good thing that these cards are usable because it'll finally bring the interest of wanting to change teams up. Because um, now all of a sudden, I don't ever think of playing, you know, with the Eredivisie or the Liga Nos. And then with these kind of cards, like, I'd love to try like some some strong links, you know, to change up the team a little bit. Try uh, you know, the new fullback that came out. Um, Nares, I really want to get done. Get Nares linking with Graven Burst. There's a few things I want to do, uh, which I honestly haven't thought of changing my team drastically for probably like two, three weeks now. So the fact that we got this at this time when we didn't have a promo and that these cards are all really usable, uh, I think it is a very, very positive sign from EA. And like you said in the menu, they can continue to drop these throughout the year. As long as it stays to the level of the power curve, um, it'll just bring a lot more creativity to people's teams, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, I think that's the main thing, really, that EA have kind of actually for once got it spot on with the power curve as far as releasing players that can be usable in teams. And the fact is that they are better than kind of some guys in the top five leagues, which, again, if you want to get a guy from an off league in your team, they really need to be better than guys you've got already to make you want to change your team up a lot because obviously you need those strong links to get them in. But so far, I mean, with Nerez and obviously with that banter card release too, the SPC card for the Liga Nos, I mean, these cards have been really, really good and fairly good price as well. I know Nerez is out for like 60 days. I'm not sure on bands because I got them done fairly early, but there's actually quite a long time to get these guys done as well. Uh, Robbie, going over to you, what have you made of the Scorbinning Foundations released? Uh, I mean, I've not done any yet, but I'm like working my way towards it i think it's it's just a really good thing like even if you you are struggling to play something on the game like get these done if even if you're not going to use them it's fodder at the end of the day which is it always has a value but to be honest i, I suggest using some of them like i've got a pretty good team my team's probably worth like 1.5 mil which obviously is not the greatest but 
some of these could easily get in. Like your rebay looks fantastic. Like for a free card, it's crazy. Um, Rafa as well looks very decent if you play like a a four four two as a winger. And the fact that particularly for the area of easy ones, like they all strong link to each other, it just makes life so easy with like Urusu, McIntosh, and then like Bijlo. That's like your right side of your defense sorted. Even if you've got better defenders, say like you've got Varane or someone, I would. I'm, I'm honestly thinking about selling Varane to get uh, McIntosh in, just to free up 100k, and then to put that elsewhere in the team because you're not really gonna notice a massive drop off between those two. I don't think. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing too. I know I I've actually used all the Ligonos cards. I mean, the fact is I'm I'm in the midst of a cross country move and. Yesterday, around 1 p.m., content drop. I was like, right, tell you what, I'll get these guys done. I played the 10 score battles. Took way too long. But yeah, Rafa in a 4 for 2, great card. Again, um, I think obviously with the, the ones really so far, too, is you can get all of them in your team together. I know Eredivisie is a right hand side, Ligonos is a left hand side. But yeah, I mean, even Aribe, too. Like these guys are really, really good. And I think on the market, they have actually some decent value again. They are somewhat of a, everyone says free card and kind of asterisks. They're not free. It takes time to get them done. But again, they've actually smashed it so far with these. And Jack, for you, what have you made of these uh, Scorpion Foundations players? I really like them. But I am going to go against you all slightly, 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 slightly. Okay. So I think there's some really good cards like Nerez, Uribe for me. Uso, to some extent, are the real, their top tier. They'd gain a lot of teams, like you said. I wish there'd been like a tier above them. So I, when I think of players, I think of like tier one, tier two, tier three. Tier one being like your Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, those type of boys. And tier two and three, you know, being the, the other goals below them. I wish they brought out someone just a little bit better, you know, that would really make you consider, do I get rid of Messi for this guy? Whether it be an expensive SBC or, you know, a really long objective, something that just would really mix up teams. Because I don't see myself personally, I think, I'm not going to change out my team to get any of these guys in. Uh, Uribe, I'll do him because he'll be a good sub to have, and he links to Corona, which is you know another top player. But I wish there'd just there'd been one more player that'd been top tier. Um, but that's probably just me being ungrateful and expecting you know a free lunch. Um, I think <laughs> what I'd like to see though as well is um, just adding more. I think you know just the more objectives the better, and then giving us some you know some more modes to use these guys in. You know like so. Maybe next week have a Liganos friendly where if you use full Liganos team, you get, you know, a, a rare mega pack or something. This so you get something out of doing these objectives just more than, you know, if you are like me that's not got a need for these players in a way, you have, you know, you get something out of it, you get a pack, which is yeah. always nice. Like a daily knockout tournament, unlike like another yes. Liganos player or something, that'd be cool. Let's bring it back. That's one thing to again, obviously we go back to kind of Silver Stars or Silver Lounge. There needs to be, obviously there's great they're bringing out these objectives there just needs to be somewhere to be able to use these guys as well because again going back to last year and obviously at the era de visa guys whatever last year's core foundation players were a hell of a lot worse than they are this year but again you were never going to use them i think this year there is kind of more temptation to get me a team but like jack said then is the fact there is no one there that you're kind of thinking like right i've got to sell my team now get this guy in trying to figure out how to get this guy in because the thing is even if they did release a card say liga nos who was Maybe not messing near my level, but a lot higher, close to them. Not everyone's going to get that card in their team because they're going to be hard to link. Maybe like from an off nation, something like that. They could do that. 
And at least then you wouldn't see everyone with that same player again. Obviously, everyone had Fakir early on. A lot of SBC cards, everyone seems to do and get them in the team. But at least mix it up more. So again, there is kind of more creativity with squad building because we all know at some point in the year, everyone's going to have pretty much the same team. But again, obviously, EFL comes up tomorrow. That's the only issue. I think EFL could be really good, mm-hmm. but we just don't know. It's kind of a case of going into the unknown and seeing what they do with that, really. But again, I think the EFL ones haven't been too bad with the guys' release of 15 and 30. I mean, what we had Pack or Pask. Pask. And then yeah, there was, he was the, pretty um, good. the uh, is it Carlin like Grant? Carlin Grant, yeah. He's he, I know he's three star, three star, but that card does look pretty good. The only issue being is that level 30 takes way too long to get to. <laughs> and yeah. by the time you get to it, the card is kind of past the curve a little bit. We have had some other recent content. Now, I know. There's been multiple hero packs, multiple icon packs. The hero packs seem strange purely because we've had three now and people who pre-order the game aren't getting their free heroes still and they could have done three of these hero packs and end up getting a dupe. And I've had three base icons, but today we've also had the release of the 81 plus player picks and the current team of the week pack, which could come in handy for possibly Black Friday as well. But Diego, I know you've been a fan of these kind of icon packs and and have you done any hero packs for Diego or not? Yeah, I did the very first one when it came out. Uh, I got Clint Dempsey, so I'm not really looking forward to any more of these. But I will say, in terms of value, when you look at an icon and when you look at a hero and what the top tier you know, players are, I think the hero is a lot cheaper than the icon. And I think the odds of getting a Di Natale, a Ginola, or a... Cordoba, I think, are are a lot better than going and doing a base icon and getting a Cruyff, Eusebio, you know, R9, which, I mean, a lot of people don't even like R9's base card. But, I mean, I just think the odds in hero packs are a little better. <clears throat> I would like to get a usable one because um, we, we we tried Dempsey for the, you know, for the for the trolls. And, wow, man, that card is terrible, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's terrible. I, Listen, Pool Six, the greatest American player of all time. I could have used that Dempsey and could have told you that a long time ago. I'll tell you that. That's how bad he is. It's really, really bad. So am I going to do the hero again? Yes, I am. I don't think it's that expensive. Now, this icon, I think I'm going to have to skip out on because when they release multiple icon packs, at least I remember last year, they tend to get cheaper and cheaper. And the base icon has stayed the same price for all three of them. And that's kind of, I think, what's kind of deterred me. Because last year, I was doing every icon because they would take away an 87 squad last year or, you know, same squads, but they'd lower all the ratings one. There was always a cheaper alternative. Like, I remember last year, it was like, oh, I don't want to do this icon. Just wait a week and a half, two weeks. We'll get the same thing. Probably 100K cheaper. They've all been the same price. So that's the one thing I don't like about the icon um, packs. I will probably avoid this one. Um, I think I'll go ahead and do another hero one, though. And then in terms of the player picks and team of the week, uh, team of the week's not a bad thing to stash up for. Last year, I did six of them for the best of, and I got messy. So uh, I definitely think it is worth it, especially if you just have things laying around the club. Why not? I've saved seven team of the week packs from weekend league this year because you know the state of those this year. It's You're, you're getting 30K every week. <laughs> 30K – whatever to me and it's all about packing one of those you know end game guys during best of so that's what we're going all in for this year um, i'm looking forward to the team of the week pack uh the heroes solid but for me icon and player picks i will probably skip on who did you get in your icon pack as well i got hadji 
I thought he was really bad. And then I used him the weekend. Not bad at all. Um, rank one with him, him and Ronaldo up top. He's really good, honestly. And I think he can play out wide too. So I just wanted a usable one. So that's also why another reason why I don't really need to go into the base icon because I'm going to get – who am I getting next? And Zagi, you know, Bobby Moore. You can list them. The odds are so bad with the base icon. But if you have things laying around in your club and you guys want to give it a try, I'll never be someone to be like the moment content gets released, there's just always people that just shoot it down immediately regardless of any situation. If you want to have fun with it, go ahead. I mean, it, how many people have the coins laying around for a Eusebio Cruyff? I know plenty of people want to try it. I mean, give it a shot. Why not? Now, if your club's going to die from doing a base icon two months into the game, okay, maybe don't do it. But other than that, why not give it a shot? Yeah, that's the thing. I know speaking to you guys last time with Slayer and Hose as well made me, not made me, but kind of encouraged me to do it. We did end up getting baby Rio Ferdinand. So it kind of was worth it for me there. But again, these base icon and the hero pack. I've not done a single hero pack yet. I'm, I will never do a hero pack just because they are shocking value and the chance of, again, I'm surprised Diego Slander in Clint Dempsey. He's a Texas hero as well. But oh well, oh well. Even, even he can't get past that. Uh, Robbie, for you, what have you made of the recent content with these hero and icon packs? Again, it's just a bit of a trap, I think. And I have fallen into it far too often. I'm not going to sit here and say, don't do it, because I am one, <laughs> I'm a sucker for doing it myself. But it's one of them where you look at, say, for example, Nerez. He's less than half the price of the base icon, and he's probably better than a lot of the things that you could potentially pack from that, which is the issue. Um, with the hero, it's... The thing with the hero is the lows are very low, but the highs are very high. If you get the like the disparity between getting like an Acampos and a Ginola is insane. Like Ginola is in your team for the rest of the game. Acampos is straight into the next SBC. It's, <laughs> there's such a, a just a difference. It's is such a risk, but if you do it, fair play. I did the first one. Got Morientes. Uh, he has played two games for my club, and he probably will not play another. So yeah, it's it's up to you if you want to risk it, if you want to have fun with it. For guys like us that like we do content, we can make content off it, and we still don't do it, probably is a telltale sign of how bad it actually is. But when you look at the other SBCs you can do for for much cheaper, I just I just don't see the point to be honest. Yeah, it's tough. Jack, are you along the same lines here? Are you not a fan of this? I can resist temptation. I <laughs> have I never do these SPCs and Robbie can attest to that Robbie always tries to tell me you know he texts me he goes Jack do it for the content do it for the content <laughs> no 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 it ends in tears every single time I never get anything good from you know when I have done them in the past years I never get anything and I always regret it afterwards it's like you know it's like you've had a big greasy takeaway you, you know you're gonna hate it after yourself or after doing it but it's you still do it so I've made a vow not to do them this year, unless it's like better value. I think base icons at the minute, there's not enough good ones for me personally. Like I've got lucky. So I packed mid Cantona from just a 100K pack and I packed Ronaldo the other day. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> I've kind of leapfrogged in a way to somewhere where I wasn't expecting to be. And I don't feel the need to do it. Obviously, it's, like I say, it's, it depends on your circumstances, I suppose, but a 630k gamble is not great in my opinion i think if it was maybe like take away the 87 squad so that shaves 200k off it i say you know go for it why not 
give it a go. But I think it's a little bit too expensive. Hero upgrade is terrible. I think there's so many bad ones. Um, you know, here I am just shitting on the content. You know, it is <laughs> entertaining, but I think with the market especially, they're so like Dina Tali's only 560k. Like that's only about like just over double the price of the SBC to get a tradable yeah, one. If you've done it. all the hero packs, you could buy them for less than the price. Of that's a depressing force for some some people, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, it's crazy when you think about it like that. Again, these are these aren't cheap. And again, even the top tier heroes aren't that expensive anymore, obviously apart from Ginola. But most of them are way... I mean, obviously with the icons, I think obviously icons have a kind of quick sell value of like close to 100k. So at least all of them are somewhat expensive. And you can get you get them in your team no matter what. With these heroes, you've got multiple ones that are like below 20k. And you need to have the guys from that league to even get them in your team in the first place. So it's, it's a strange one, but they keep bringing them out. People keep doing them. Wasting the fodder on it. And I think, honestly, for me, I think the main reason why they brought these out again was because there was no reason to want to open packs before Black Friday. Mm. At least now, if you've got packs, you might think, I've not really got the fodder, but if I do want to do the hero icon pack, I can open my packs now, get the fodder from them, and then do it. It's kind of a t temptation there. And I get it, but again, it just want, depends what you want to do, really. I mean, I know I saw, um, I think it was Stream Giant on Twitter the other day, but the, again, FIFA is not real life. It's a game. If you want to have fun, go ahead and do it. If you lose money, you don't get a good card. It doesn't matter. You haven't got to worry too much about it. But also, it's not, it's, it's not always a need to get this done as well. And obviously, with Black Friday coming, this obviously this Friday again, the day after Thanksgiving in America, I feel like it's weird people in the UK having a Black Friday, even though there is no Thanksgiving there. Um, but obviously Black Friday is a big part of FIFA every single year. They obviously bring the best of Team of the Week out. Last year was the first time we actually had like a mini promo with Record Breakers, which I don't know if they're going to do it again. I know Record Breakers might only be SPCs this year, possibly. I know when they released Naki Williams, they also said that uh, they said there was some like spiel about Record Breakers this year, and I think we probably won't get that. We'll see. Uh, and maybe the Foot Champs upgrade finally. I know that's been one that's been kind of everyone's waiting for. I think I've got like nearly 25 red picks now. <laughs> None of them really ever usable. They need to go somewhere. And the market obviously has crashed kind of already. I think it will continue crashing. Jack, I want to go back to you first, this one here though. Black Friday, are you a fan of it? What do you usually look, for, look forward to with Black Friday? Packs. So I'm an absolute degenerate when it comes to packs. I, so, you know, even though I've just been slating those icon and hero packs, <laughs> Anything else? Oh my God, sign me up. I love them so much. The, the serotonin that you get when you rip that pack, oh, it can't be beat. It absolutely can't be defeated. Um, and then you get, you know, your seventh the Cherby of the night and you want to cry. But <laughs> So for me, I'm hoping to do something a little bit different this year. I feel like Black Friday is always kind of the same-ish, where it's kind of like people hype it up a bit and then it kind of is a bit of a damp squib. There's not really anything apart from the packs so like you said obviously last year we had some uh some record breakers i hope they do some sort of different promo that's you know new and they've kept it under the hat that'd be quite fun um the market crash i don't want to look at it you know my team i'm one of those that you know i, I slate those that do the, the sbcs like for the, the, the gambling ones but i just don't care about my coins enough it seems I'm, i've lost 150k on mbappe alone i've lost so much so many coins in general 
Um, but you've got to think on the positive side. Buying power doesn't change if you don't sell, so don't stress about the market crash. Best of team of the week is always pretty late. Um, I got Renato Sanchez, I think, last was it last year that he had an inform? Yeah. Um, the worst one to get in best of team of the week, you know, tell me about it. But <laughs> I think with them having so many team of the week packs in, you know, in circulation, obviously I'm like I said, I'm a degenerate, so I don't have any saved whatsoever. Um, no control at all. I'm like a child. Um, with them having given out so many due to the weekend league changes, I think there's going to be a catch somewhere. I can't see them giving all these chances to be, you know, with saved packs like Diego, with you having, you know, seven or nine. So I can't remember how many you had, but I don't see them letting this happen. I think EA are the master manipulators. They know exactly what they're doing all the time. This is going to be a catch, I'm telling you. I I think so as well, and that's why I've not saved any packs for it. I know guys have got more than Diego as well, and I'm like, part of me also thinks, like, hopefully you don't get rewarded for being patient, <laughs> and I, I don't get hurt for, like, just ripping them straight away. So, I mean, not to be, I mean, spiteful anyway, but in a way, though, it might be good because then it, with the amount of these guys, amount of times these guys get packed, the price is going to drop massively. Although, yeah, like Jack said, and I think EA will be sneaky and will find a way to make sure that best of Team of the Week isn't included with the Team of the Week packs. And also with the current Team of the Week packs, I don't know how they're going to work that with Black Friday. So could be an interesting one there. Diego, for you though, Black Friday, are you a big fan of it or not? Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's my second favorite time of the year with team of the year. Um, it's it kind of just while the market does die and, and that's like an awful sight for a lot of people. I mean, I, I kind of get I get prepared for it, you know, a few weeks before uh, I've already I have more than half my team on tradable and the most I ever spent on a card at the time a few weeks like a month ago was like 120 K on a player. Uh, I just accept the losses. It is what it is. I've been playing the game every week. So making coins up in that way, still getting to do icons, hero cards. Um, and now that Black Friday's here, hopefully my save packs will be worth it. We'll see. Because as of right now, EA haven't said anything. So there's no, oh, you're just wasting your time. You didn't read the fine print. No, no, no. Right now, I should be good. But you never know. EA, you know, they love to be sneaky. So I mean, if I could have those safe packs, great. If not, then um, I'll continue to build the uh, – I'm assuming the current Team of the Week ones will be fine on Friday. I don't think that should be anything weird, but you never know with EA. Um, but it's it's a fun time. I definitely do kind of agree with Jack, though. They should change, like, a little something because while it is the same thing every year and it is enjoyable, they've kind of sometimes thrown these little wrinkles in this year that have been new and they've all been positive for the most part, anything new that's really been released this year, while there hasn't been that many changes in terms of menu content, it's been positive. So I think why not, why not do a little mini promo or, you know, add a little bit more special cards, do some more objectives, just really get the game fully going because from here to team of the year is like a really good time for EA to start ramping things up. And I think with black Friday, you have so many things dying in price. We need to find, we need ways to make coins or at least find more packs to open. So, you know, you can go ahead and buy the favorite player you've been trying to buy for weeks now. Like 
obviously the market's going to die and you can lose coins wherever. But when people see the price of these cards and how many coins they have, all they think about is just wanting to buy these players. They wanted to try their favorite players. So I think it's a good time for everyone, honestly. Yeah, the one thing too is that obviously Black Friday is a time where a lot of people buy the game too. Again, there needs to be something on the game, if say if you buy it on Black Friday, for them to do as well. So maybe we see some more stuff added there. Also, Black Friday, the, it obviously depends how much time you've got as well, but they usually do these kind of time-specific um, SPCs too that release yeah, every, hour, every hour or so as well. Robbie, for you, are you a fan of Black Friday? Do you usually look forward to every year or not? I'm a, I've got one main issue with Black Friday on FIFA. So the idea of Black Friday, to my knowledge, is that you get some good deals, but they're just they're just the release packs. They don't put a discount on them. They're just the same price packs. And I think people that play FIFA fall into that trap every year of just buying the packs. But I don't know why they hype it up so much when it's not like a discounted thing. Really, it doesn't make sense to me. But in terms of like the best of team of the week and everything, that's that's great. The flash SBC is obviously I love a pack SBC, so I'll, I'll do all of those. Um, it's good content and. You, we got some like pretty good like player SBCs as well last year. Uh, looking back, we got like a flash. Was it a flashback Aguero, which was like the first of his kind? Yeah, to be like downgraded, uh, but with higher pace and stuff. Which it sort of paved the way for like players like a flashback Ronaldo, who is a, a fan favorite of us. And I, I just hope they bring more stuff like that. Really, just just like Diego said, just different things. Just mix it up a bit. Not just here's lightning rounds here's a flash SBC. Give us something that's going to shock everyone. That's going to get everyone tweeting. You know, when they release something like that, it, it only drives positivity towards a game, which there is somewhat of a lack of in recent years. And I don't see why they wouldn't do it unless they just enjoy being the enemy, really. Yeah, I'm a fan. Sometimes. I think they enjoy doing that, though. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing this year. I think it almost sometimes, again, you go back to the very start of the game with the initial wants to watch release early do not do not open this pack everyone yeah. opens the pack and everyone's having a go at ea and yeah they didn't start off on a uh, a good step this year but maybe you never know i said last year was the first time they brought actually a promo with black friday i know going back probably two years now i was actually coaching at a thanksgiving tournament out in massachusetts and i was in my hotel room um from like 6 p.m. onwards, just trying to do SPCs every hour, nothing else to do. So it kind of, if you have free time on the Friday, usually there's a lot of stuff to do in the game, whether it be SPCs or whatnot. I know at times they also release ones for, I'm pretty sure they release ones for like half an hour or so. So yeah, there might they be do, some yeah. quick ones They too. did go mad, yeah. And obviously with the release of preview packs, I reckon they will bring mm -hmm. some kind of preview packs to the store, whether it be like the, the 50K ones, 100K ones. <sighs> which will no doubt kill the market again. Um, but luckily right now I'm fairly liquid, so I'm not going to lose too much and too many players, hopefully. All right, I do want to move on to a kind of different topic now regarding squad building. I know the Backpage Gaming guys love doing a squad review, team review and whatnot. So hopefully you guys will be fairly good at this part here. But guys, what do you look for when you're building a squad? Jack, go to you first. This one, though. What do you look for when you're building a squad? One marquee player or trying to have like more of an average team all around? So I think you need to have at least one good and tradable. So I don't know about you guys, but you know when you're building a team at the start of FIFA, I get so stressed. There's too much to pick from. There's too many good players. Having that one untradeable to kind of build around and base the team off, I think it makes it a lot easier. 
especially if it is a marquee player. And in my opinion, it is usually worth spending, you know, say like 80% of your budget on one player. Because if you think of like the impact of having a Messi early on or a Ronaldo or something, and then having a cheap defence, the cheap defenders, in my opinion, aren't that much worse than the expensive defenders. Whereas the expensive attackers, why, geez, they are so much better than the cheap attackers. Um, probably, you know, quite an obvious point. But for me, key positions when you're building a team, always think of the spiny team, the middle. So you've got your strikers, I think the most important personally, and then your midfielders and then your centre-backs. So everyone else, like the wingers and the full-backs, you can kind of get away with cheaper ones or even free ones from the objectives uh, that we spoke about today. For me, um, having a team that can be flexible uh, is hugely important if you're wanting to get better at the game and get better ranks. So I've done all right in champs this year, um, got ranked one a few times, and being able to play different formations has definitely got me extra wins. Uh, I don't know if you guys have you know, got what formation you guys are running at the minute, but for me, 4 4 2 Four triple two and four one two and two have been my favourites. The four and two and two narrow or the wider one? The narrow. I'm not that crazy. I was going to say every time I play against a guy with the four one two and two wide, the guy's either going to be horrific or he's going to be insane. <laughs> that formation, for some reason, is one of those ones that if you are really good at the game, it's mad. But yeah, I can. I think even for me early on, I got a few. I think my main one was Frankie de Jong. He was the entrader with my team, built around him. Perfect sense there as well. And obviously with the attack, I mean, anywhere in attack would you rather spend most of your coins? I'm assuming striker? Striker, absolutely. If I could pick out any one expensive player at the minute to recommend to everyone for a striker is Neymar. Best player under 500k. Not sure if you guys have heard of him. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a bit of a hidden gem. Uh, he's only 91 rated, so you might not have, but yeah, he'd be my recommendation to spend all your coins on. Are you, are you planning that striker as well or out wide? Uh, I play him out wide at the minute, Sim, because I've recently brought in Mbappe and I feel like Mbappe's wasted a bit out wide. Would you say Neymar's a lot better than Mbappe or not? Um, I also have Cantona, though, and I feel like I, I shoehorn Cantona in and Cantona can't play out wide. I did try it today um, in Elite Division and it ended in tears and sweat and, you know, not just general unhappiness. If I was to have like a blank slate and I could use anyone at striker, I'd probably I would probably use Neymar. Okay, that's interesting one. Now I used him at striker this weekend, and I liked him there. I thought he was a bit weak at times, but I do feel this year that five star weak foot is huge, especially in and around the box. I mean that's one main thing. But I mean for me, I need a five star skiller just so I can do the ball roll scoop, and that's really the only skill move I can do that works every single time. So. That's why I need a five-star skiller in there. Robbie, for you, what would you say determines how you build a team in FIFA? Yeah, same for me. Again, it's you really want to base it off on tradables. I'm sure Jack can attest to the fact that I was struggling for a few <laughs> weeks at the start because I packed absolutely nobody. So my team building was just... It's so hard just knowing where to put your coins when you've got nothing to build around you are free, which I think is crazy. Do you know in like recent... like Not recent years, but early FIFAs when your untradables weren't a thing and you could literally build any team. I don't know how he did it. I really... And SBCs weren't a thing either. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just... Doing it this year, it was just stressful trying to have to sell everyone, buy a whole new team. It, it is stressful. So getting those untradables, which I think is why I can promote 
taking like your trade or packs from your rivals rewards and not whatnot, particularly in like a promo week to try and get one of those big boys and tradable. Um, but yeah, like we do like player reviews on our channel. So picking up like the promo cards to review them so many times I'm selling them. I'm like, I would love to get this guy tradable so I can use him all the time, but I can't justify having 400 K liquid in him. If that makes sense. Um, but yeah, if you've not got anyone untradeable, then you really just want to find someone that you get along with. Like for me, I've still got Inform Jesus in my starting 11. I've had him since he's been out pretty much. I paid like 200k for him. He's like 80k now and I don't regret it. Like he's been my guy at striking. I think you just want to find someone like that that almost your class as an untradeable in your club that isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon and just get used to how they play, enjoy them and I'd, yeah, just just do that. I'd say that's that's my advice. Yeah, the one main thing I think a lot of people, especially who always they always go, oh, "Can you rate my team? Can you look at this? Can you look at that?" Or they ask you for advice. The same people are always changing the team week on week on week, and every couple of days they they got a brand new team. Yeah. The thing is, EA tax does oh. add up. It does build up. The the EA tax man's had a field day with me recently, <laughs> um, as well. But it's one of those things that you soon realize you cannot afford to keep changing your team so much because again with the tax especially on a high like expensive players it's a lot and it soon adds up with a lot of players too and obviously kind of with the way the market's going too it's kind of it's a i would say more incentive to be untradeable to have kind of a first owner team purely because then you're not kind of being worried or scared about losing a lot of coins in your team i mean going back to the release of the 50k preview packs i lost 300k on three players in the space of half an hour and this like losing that many coins as much as people say FIFA's a game it does put you in a bad mood like you get frustrated you're like why have you done that yeah what like why are you doing this to me um but it, it's one of those things but like if you are in trade if you got like again with the new milestone cards too these are somewhat free cards to get in your team and if you want to say be somewhat liquid going into black friday going forward to into team of the year or yeah team of the year it does help you in a way that these cards are still somewhat decent enough to use as well. And Diego, for you, I know you've had fairly a fairly cheap team this year, but what would you say determines how you build a squad in FIFA? Um, first of all, finding what best fits your play style. I think that's a big thing that sometimes people don't really look at. They'll just try and find names, big name players, you know, could be good known players for everyone all around. But I think the unique thing about foot is that everyone plays differently as close as you want to play to someone, everyone's going to play differently. Um, tactics can only mimic someone's gameplay, you know, so much. So for me, it's finding out, you know, what play style works best. If you need skillers, right. Pace on the wings, finesse shots. What do you like to do? And then from there, I think you definitely start to build your team towards your strengths. Right. Cause like, for example, I know a lot of people, Love Pogba and Bruno in the midfield. I can't get along with those cards. They're really bad for me. Um, but I'm not going to be here and be like, you know, nobody should use them. For some guys, it works. For me and the way I play, it doesn't work. So I don't even think about getting those types of cards in. Um, I've mainly gotten lucky with untradables as well. Um, I've done a lot of SBCs in terms of that I know they'll link and they'll have a longevity in terms of like UCL upgrades and stuff. So for me... When I do look to build the squad, I'm already thinking untradeable. I'm thinking longevity and untrade, uh, untradeability. For me, it's I kind of need an untradeable forward, 
an untradeable like center back and then like an untradeable midfielder. If I can get one at each level, I think I'm like a lot more comfortable from there going on. And then it just makes the rest easier. Just knowing that regardless of what I change in the team, I know this guy will always play striker for me. This guy could always be a box to box or the holding mid for me. And then just a center back that just, you know, makes it a lot easier to defend. That's really the only thing that has really kind of kept my team afloat is just knowing I have those three settled that it's not an issue at all. With players you pick in your team as well, do you kind of go for purely meta players or players you like in real life? I know obviously you're a Barcelona fan, so it might be hard this year to pick good players for your team, but what do you usually go for when you're picking players for your team? Oh, yeah, it's really hard. Uh, you know, being sixth, seventh in the league, it's, yeah, it's difficult. We need to pick it up because I need to use more Barcelona players this year. So hopefully down the line I can use more of them, but... Um, I do like the mix of meta and usable. Uh, I tend to go meta in more positions that I think are necessary for me. So for me, like the strikers have to be meta, but on the wings, I love trying a lot of different guys, lesser pace, better finesse shots, pace guys that can't shoot the ball. Well, I, I love to me, the wings and the fullbacks are the most simple positions to cover on the pitch. So I tend to not spend the most coins there because uh, I just think wingers for me, dribble the ball, create, just make the defender occupy you. That's it. I don't need you to do anything crazy. And then fullbacks, it's the same thing. I mean, they don't really cover too much ground. Um, it's a benefit when later in the game I can move a fullback into the midfield. But really, other than that, uh, I think those are probably the two positions that I don't expect the most from. Uh, definitely meta up top uh, and a center back. But in terms of on the wings and stuff, I think that's where everyone can be really flexible because it's more – individual based on like what you can get away with. Cause I know I was using gold right on Lodi like two, three weeks ago and he was phenomenal. Like I still think fullbacks like that are very usable. So when I see, you know, if you don't have the coins like that and someone tells me I'm going to go buy one to watch Akimi, why would you do that? Get gold Akimi. Why would you get gold Akimi? Go get the best right back in the game. Use of Atal, Phenomenal. That has been a card for me that I want to try and use all year or just continue to use the special cards. I love him in this game. Literally, Akimi with an extra weak foot and extra skill move. Don't know why anybody else wouldn't want to use him, but that's the guy that I have loved using this year. Hear that? Use of a towel with an extra leg. Three-legged a towel there. What player? <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things, I think, obviously trying to determine what you want from a team. I know recently for me, I've had a nightmare. I know there's other guys out there, guys who know Josh Ryder, J. Ryder Gaming, would change his team every day if he could. I mean, he does anyway. But it's tough with that kind of thing because if you haven't got good and tradable players, you have got that tendency to want to change your team after every bad game you have in a weekend or say you're having a bad run on rivals. You want to change your team. And if you've at least you've got untradables there, you can't really do too much with them. But it can be tough if you have untradables that mean you kind of are stuck in the way you play. I want to go back to something that Jack said early on too, though, is that Having players that can play in multiple positions to help you change formation are key. One guy early on for me that surprisingly was really good was Kostic. I played play Kostic in a 4-4-2 and a wing. And then when I switched to a narrow formation, I bring him into centre midfield and he do a job for me in both positions. I know other formations say with a Fakir, I used Fakir at striker. And when I switched to a 4-2-3, when I switched into the cam, I think Fakir could somewhat play in centre mid as well in a 3 man midfield as well but yeah just having flexible players that can play anywhere 
is a massive thing. But yeah, again, going back to what Diego said there too, is that fullbacks probably can afford to be your cheapest players in your whole team. And right now, I think I'm running with the left back from the Portuguese miles or the, the Scorpion Foundation players. And I've also got an untradeable Hamari Torre, the road to the knockout stage card, which I think he's around 30k right now, but he could go up to 87 rated. But again, fullbacks can afford to be fairly cheap there. But I want to go through, I know Jack mentioned Neymar as one of his like top players he recommends. I want to go a little bit cheaper, maybe someone say kind of below 300k. Robbie, go to you first with this one here. Any players kind of on the cheaper side of things that you would recommend having in your team to kind of help people out if they are running on a budget? Uh, under 300k, I'd probably say the best is that second form Vinicius. Yeah, uh, He's for 220k, is now that's a bargain on Xbox. Like you aren't going to get a better striker for under 300k, I don't think. Even a winger, like, admittedly, his finishing is not the best, but he's so movable and agile on the ball that he's going to get so many chances. I mean, I've not even used him yet. I'm just going off what Jack's told me. But <laughs> I'm going yeah, to put on... in because I'm furious with what I'm hearing. This slander of his finishing. Vinicius' <laughs> shooting is unbelievable. For 80 shooting, for 79 finishing, I think he's unbelievable. So I will touch on it, obviously, because you've just recommended him, Rob, but. I will say, you know, if you've got the coins to splash out on your wingers, you do really, I think you really notice a difference in your overall play to be able to yeah. have a look. Me and Robbie talk about it quite often, having a luxury option. Uh, you know, you've got the luxury of spending a lot of money on a wide player. So like for me at the minute, I've got Neymar and Vinicius. And they're so creative. They add so much to your game that you wouldn't get all the time from, from a cheaper player. But yeah, Vinicius, great review. Um, great guy. You know, I know him personally. Um, great player. Um, yeah, I'll I'll back out now. Robbie's brilliant. Yeah, yeah no, Vinny's quality. Player. I've used him as well. I use him at striker actually too. He, well, honestly, his finishing surprisingly really good. But I think the only thing with Vinny too, I think we touched him beforehand, is that he's got his own animations in the game, which is why he's so good this year. There's certain cards that do have their own animations, which make him feel a bit better. But yeah, Vinny's one of the like I think it's like a featured player this year. Or yeah, something it's like Odin. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Foden too. I think actually Foden's one as well. I'm surprised and yeah. surprised how good he is too. Um, but Jackie, you going Vinny as well for yours? Uh, I have a Vinny or Corona. So Ooh. I bought Corona for 148k, and I've still not sold him. I don't think I can handle the the sorrow <laughs> from losing that much money on one card that's that's cheap now. But he's had a bit of a rebound. Um, his price range is actually down at 70k now, which makes me really sad that I couldn't, you know attempt to sign for what I had him but um brilliant striker really really underrated I think in terms of you know the top tier items with Uribe coming out too uh, it's made him a hell of a lot easier to get into teams like Corona was that good up top that I think I liken him to Neymar like the cheap Neymar in all honesty he does feel a lot like him uh, I sub him on all the time for Cantona so I can I can definitely attest to him being a quality sub yeah, he's an interesting one. Actually, using last night, actually. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't actually a bad card. I think the thing is, if you use five-star skills a lot, he's a good option to have in your team as well. Obviously, five-star, five-star, it doesn't come by very often. And it did give him a fairly good boost. And obviously, I know with these past promos too, AA have done somewhat of a good kind of plan with releasing other cards that link to previous cards and promos, mm -hmm. which maybe in previous years we haven't done as such. But now we're seeing again, like, look at the likes of Manafa, who was what discard price, and now he's a hundred k, nearly discard, nearly, I mean, nearly past his price range, which is crazy. I don't even know how that's happened, but I think it's purely because Manafa was needed in a SPC. Everyone chucked him in there because he's the cheapest, and then all of a sudden 
Corona comes out and boom, he's needed. But Diego, for you, any cheap players you can recommend to get into your team? Uh, yeah, I I can go all three levels. I think fullback, Yusuf Atal, 12,000 points. I already said enough on him. Uh, midfield, Marcus Llorente. I've used plenty of midfielders this year, but he his versatility, if you need a holding mid, like that's a, the thing that Jack said, right? If you're going to change formations, right? Instead of him needing to go forward, do you need him to hold back? He can do that. I think he's 25K and he can do everything in the midfield. He can go forward, track back. He's really tall. He covers a lot of ground. So I think Llorente in the midfield for me, 25K. And then in terms of a forward with the market dying as it is, I don't know about you guys, but Human Son and the animations that he gets this year are Sick, ridiculous. Man. He is the definition of, you know, if you want to play drop back and you want to put eight in the box and get one counter and win the game, you want Human Son up top. <laughs> He'll, you know, the ball will go through his head. The center backs will run into each other. Then you can shoot it from 40 yards and you'll win at the 90th minute. This is the kind of card that will aggravate you. And he's only 60K. Um, he's really, really good this year. I just feel like with the animations, the pace, shooting five-star weak foot, this dude up top is an issue, and he'll be an issue all year. He's actually a card I've not used yet this year somehow. I don't know how I've not used Sun on the team. The only issue with Sun, I think, is the fact there's not many good strong links to him. I know they released the uh, Regulon card and Numbers Up promo, but Numbers Up as a promo I don't want to speak about <laughs> ever again. Possibly one of the worst promos of all time. But yeah, again, Regalon. If you do run, want to run a say a four-five-one, you can get the uh, the old Regalon and uh, Sun Link on that left hand side there. But yeah, Sun. I think obviously again like I've spoken on my forehand. There's a five-star week for this year is key again. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to using like like Kenny Dalglish later on as well. I think he could be a really really good card. But yeah, five-star week for is key this year, especially in and around the box. But obviously, Sun's got the finesse shot too, which. Again, we know they nerf finesse shots somewhat, but they're still broken. I mean, I've been using the uh, the newly released Draxler card, and outside the box of finesse shots as well. He's another five star week for player as well. He's been he's been lights out from there. I do want to move on to the final one here. We've got some listener questions. First one here is Schwartz has gone specifically for Diego here. Okay, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts in general from the other guys as well. So don't worry, boys. You you can get your word in here as well. Do you think Weekend League needs more reward milestones, specifically in between 12 and 16 and 18 and or 20? Some Schwartzy as well. Diego, what are your thoughts on this one? Obviously, I know you've hit rank one a few times now, but what do you think about potentially more kind of ranks thrown in there? Uh, Yeah, 100%. I think there definitely could be higher milestone ranks in Weekend League for the top, top tier. I think 12, 16 is good. 18 and 20, that's all I'm really asking because I think – the revamp of rewards for foot champs was really, really good in terms of like lower tier, which is fine. I don't feel like people should be sitting here and struggling and for eight wins, like they get a team of the week pack and people were complaining, why do they get a team of the week pack? Have you seen how good team of the week packs are this year? It doesn't matter. Like I, it's not a big deal. Still get the benefit of trying the team of the week pack. It's eight wins, right? I'm thinking more of the eight win rank. I think it's definitely worth your time too. So I think lower tier rewards were phenomenal this year. They still help out while to me, I don't think it's like years before with like gold three, gold two. Oh, like it's very, very obvious that those ranks are way better. I don't think so. I think it's a lot more fair lower tier wise, but then I do think you could have a little better rewards with 18 and 20 more specifically, probably minimum uh, ratings in the team of the week pack, you know, like minimum 81, minimum 82, just something like that to, you know, show the discrepancy 
maybe one more player pick, but I think 18 and 20 would be good. Um, lower tiers, though, I, I love it. So I just feel like definitely benefit the pro players, the sweats like myself. Um, give, give us a little bit more to play for, you know, at least to, to try and maybe top off like an 18 or 20 once in a year. Because once you hit 16, right, there's just literally no type of incentive to go on. Because I'm not a pro player. Me getting 20 and 0 will do nothing for me. There's nothing to flex about it. Uh, maybe for a few likes on Twitter, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're not really getting much from it. So I think 18 and 20 would be phenomenal. Yeah, that's one thing I think. Again, going back to like last year's week and league and whatnot. If you're watching, say, a stream of someone on who's, I mean, even on YouTube too, you want to see those guys getting like a a top 100, top 200, or like an elite one finish. This year, I mean. I'm gonna say rank one's decent because I've got it twice now, but no one, no one cares too much if we get getting rank one. I mean, the rewards between rank one and rank two aren't different really. I mean, you get the extra team of the week pack, but the rewards you look at it in general aren't that much better really. Which is, I mean, you want there to be some incentive to keep playing the game and wanting to get a high finish. Uh, Robbie, for you, do you think it's good right now? Or would you rather see some more ranks chucked in there, maybe the kind of top end, but maybe in the middle as well? Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I'm getting ranked two pretty much every week now. I'm like one win off rank one every week, basically. So one between 12 and 16 would benefit me to get like a little bit of a bonus. But I don't know if I can see them doing it unless they call it like rank 1.5 or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, there definitely has to be like an elite rank. I mean, it doesn't even affect me, but it, the fact that people like yourselves who like you say aren't pro players get the same as the best players in the world is a, is a bit crazy to me i don't know what they can do i mean they have to do it they whether they call it like the elite rank or undefeated rank you literally get something for going 20 you know and again like putting your bonus ranks in between like your 12 and 16 your 8 and 12 it'll stop people giving away wins which people are complaining about as well if people have to play even to get one extra win they're not going to give that win away if they know they can have a go at getting a little bit of an extra reward maybe like an extra 10k or whatever but just to incentivize people not giving up so easily in the weekend like you can play you can get eight wins in an hour with rage quits and whatnot easily and then just give the rest away it's for people who do grind the game and say if you you've got a free weekend you want to play fifa to have that done in two hours it can be a little bit it makes your weekend a bit boring if you've got nothing else to do, but I don't mind it because like, I work during the week. I like have to do other things during my weekend, but you're never going to please everyone, I don't think, with with FIFA. That's, it's the one thing that EA, they can't really get right. People, the pros are angry at the minute. If they make it harder, the, the casuals are going to be upset. They need to find a balance, and I don't think they've done a too bad of a job of it, to be honest. If they add in an elite rank, like you say, 18 to 20 wins, I think they've, they've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it's a weird one again. We always speak about there being three types of FIFA player. You got like the super, I wouldn't say super casuals, but casuals, the kind of, would say hardcore players, guys like us who play the game quite a lot. And you've got pro players as well. It's hard to kind of satisfy all those three. And I know with the elite division this year, they've attempted to do that somewhat in rivals. Although it seems to be fairly easy to get into elite division rivals. And then if you're not that good, you get absolutely smacked up by pro players. Which is not always the uh, the funnest of times, but yeah, with with foot champs, it is a weird one again. The fact that the the ranks are kind of there is four wins between each rank, and like the last one, there should be like a a top top kind of rank to get and kind of aim for because like again, 
I'm not going to be, oh, this guy here is saying it's easy to get rank one. What's he on about? But there's a lot of guys out there who, like, if you get rank one, that's it. Like, what's the point of me even playing anymore? And there shouldn't be a need to give away free wins. I'm not saying free wins are bad. I mean, if you're listening to this and you want to give me free wins all weekend, please go ahead, try and match me in, in foot champs. But it's kind of weird that EA, in a way, kind of are not encouraging it, but you kind of got to, there's no need to want to play and win your last few games unless you are, say, a pro player who wants to flex on Twitter that you got four wins for absolutely no reason. Congratulations to you. You played another hour of FIFA <laughs> when you really didn't have to. And Jack, for you, I know you said you got rank one a few times. Do you think there needs to be kind of more to kind of aim for in foot champs? Yeah. So what I, my idea was that there should be a new rank at, at 20 wins because they deserve to be rewarded for that. It's insane to go 20 and now. It's nuts. Whether you get three wins or not, it's, you know, it's crazy. But I think to kind of like bridge the gaps between the different ranks. Um, so say maybe 10 wins and, you know, 16, oh, sorry, 18 wins. You could get like an instant redeem, like a pack or like some coins or something that it doesn't have to be a new rank, but it can just be some sort of reward. Um, but in general, I, I know what you mean. I think the elite division, I remember when I got there, I, I think I put a tweet, I think you answered my tweet. Actually, I said, do you get any more rewards? And it's no. I know you get your you get your red pick, but that's the most pointless thing known to man, honestly. I don't think I've seen a single good one. I feel like you know, like every hundred skill ratings or something, your weekly reward should be better, should be a lot better. I think grinding to get to the elite division, it's not you know, it's not easy, it's not difficult. It's kind of just, you kind of make your way there over time, but that's where I think the pros should be rewarded. That's where being a best of the best should be getting the best packs. I think champs has now kind of become a bit of a freebie, um, which is, it's weird. It's weird. I sound like a, you know, like I'm setting a Mac and masochist or something. I enjoy almost <laughs> the sweat and the pain. It's like something, you know, it, it, I remember. So I go about, about it all the time. Uh, two years ago, I went 27 and three. That was been my best ever finish ever. Um, I got verified. I make sure to remind Reb Robbie of it daily, and I was buzzing. And it was because I'm, you know, with it being a lot more games, you could aim for something. I, thought, I really wanted to get elite one once, you know, ever, and I got it. And I was buzzing. But for this year, I know what you mean. You kind of get rank one, and you're like, okay, well, that's that. That's that done. So it's weird. I know it's, it's one thing that I'm quite hypocritical about. I like the casual side of it, but at the same time, I want something to, to aim for. I think Elite Division would be the perfect place for that, and they seem to have just not done it. Yeah, it seems we're getting Elite Division again. Obviously, it's meant to be for the, the pro players who want to qualify for the events, and they made it so as foot champs is somewhat casual. But the fact is that if you aren't trying to get into these pro events or you aren't good enough to, then Elite is just another division. It's just like a... Div one plus one, whatever it's, it's a strange yeah. one. And another question here from Alejo. He said, "Do you think it was good that the champs points got raised two thousand from one thousand five hundred? Obviously, less people will get to rank two and won't be able to qualify straight away. So we will need to play rivals in a week." Um, he said, "Here and the ones who get fifteen hundred points have to play rivals, and at some point hit their ceiling and start losing again." I think I thought we would get to that early in the season one. I don't feel like many people hit to this hit their ceiling really. And rivals and couldn't win a lot of games, so it was a weird one there. But I think we might see it again, kind of this season, because obviously we've got relegated two divisions. But I do think we see a lot of people getting into elite, and elite is going to be more and more people as we go. 
Uh, I think the kind of question here really is, though, that do you think it was good that champs kind of got harder to get into and you think the way champs playoffs work currently is correct? Robbie, get this one first for you, though. Do you do you like the champs playoffs currently? Do you think it's easy enough to qualify? Do you think it should make it a little bit easier rather than harder? When they first spoke about it, I was nervous, I have to say, but having played it, it I haven't failed to qualify once. Uh, I know you can't relate, Bristow. Uh, it was one time. <laughs> um but yeah like it's people were panicking a bit too much over nothing like if you're a fairly competent fifa player you're gonna qualify like nine out of ten times unless some absolute cheese happens i think i don't mind it because you get extra rewards as well it's a reason to play fifa in the week and then once you get to the foot champs as well if you rage quit every single game like you're getting good rewards no matter what i don't mind i I like it I, i think a lot of people are hating on it for the fact that it's another uh, sort of gate to get into like foot champs, which is where you get your, your coins or your rewards. People that don't want to sink all their time into FIFA, they're sort of, they're just scared of it, I think, more than anything. The fact that there's a chance that they might not do it, they're going to miss out on a chance to get like a red Mbappe, which, to be honest, you're not going to get him anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, they it's... It's like the FOMO, isn't it, really? The fear of missing out. You don't want to not get into it, and then you're not getting rewards for that week. It's going to hold you back eventually if you can't, if you keep not being able to get into it. And then it's going to, if you're not getting your rewards every week, you're going to put points on. You're going to get FIFA points to try and keep up with everyone else that is getting in, which I think is could maybe be another reason why they have done it, to to get the casuals put in the cash flow in to, to match everyone else's team. Because... If they're not qualifying week in, week out, they're going to fall behind. It's going to get even harder to qualify. There's going to be such a disparity between those that get in every week and those that don't. And it's I can see it turning people away, but again, it's an incentive to get better at the game. That's that's what I see it as. Yeah, it's a weird one. Again, we always kind of go, it goes, always goes back to kind of the FIFA point and kind of how EA make people want to spend money on the game. And whether you can say, well, that's not that's not right. EA, why are they trying to make people spend money on the game? But they're a business and they've got to find ways to make you spend money, whether it be kind of through you knowingly spending money or through them making certain things harder. So yeah, and you think, hang on, my team's not good enough. How do I get a better team? I know. I'll put some money on the game. They do it in little slow ways like that. Jack, for you, would you say the way playoffs currently is right now is good? They can make it a bit easier or not? I think it's... I don't know if it's... I don't know how to describe it. I think it's strange. Like... If you think of the fact that five and four is pretty much like a you know an, an even record, you think of if you do that in weekend league, you've got pretty good rewards. So I find it strange that it, it has to be so five and four, like you have to get that, but then you can kind of do shit in the weekend league and get good rewards. So I don't know if it's too difficult. I've not failed to qualify once yet, touch wood. Um it's always that fear. I think it's the fear more than anything, isn't it? Because you think, oh, what if I don't do it? And it's just a stress again, the points. <laughs> but for me, I'm not really too bothered about the change in points. I think you, you've got to play your rivals anyway. You've got to get your wins to get your, you know, your upgraded rewards. I think, I think in general, everything's pretty much pretty okay in terms of champs and the, and the qualification for it. Because, you know, you, you still... This is the thing that I find strange, a strange argument. A lot of people are like, I'm not good enough to get qualified. 
But honestly, you come up against some proper Timmies in champs sometimes. You know, when you just wipe the floor, like not to be big at it, you wipe the floor with someone. You think, how have you qualified? Like genuinely, how have you got in there? So that's why I always think, you know, it's a good thing to be wanting to improve as well. I don't think everything in every game should be a complete gimme. Um, I know people say, oh, you've bought the game, you're entitled to play it. But, you know, it's it's competitive to some extent. So get better basically. <laughs> that's my closing argument. <laughs> Get better. That's, that's yeah. the thing. I think everyone's, a lot of people say that, oh, I bought the game. I deserve to play every single game mode. But then you get to a point where there kind of has to be a cutoff point for the best players. I mean, you get yeah. to a point when you say, hang on, I, I paid for the game. I should go to these like qualifying events. Well, no, you've not, you're not good enough. You're not qualified mm. for it. And I think champs is kind of, it's still there to be somewhat of a competitive game mode for people. Again, you got to qualify for it in the first place. Um, but again, after having one season of it, I know I did fail to qualify the first time and then got rank one with the first week in league as well somehow, which doesn't make sense. It's quick Chris reminders. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got chucked it in there. I got chucked it in. But it's one of them. It's, it's a weird one, I think, going through the first season. It's not been that hard. Diego, for you as well, like, would you agree here? Do you think it's kind of okay right now? Would you say make it easier, make it harder? Like, what are your thoughts on it right now? Um, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, I kind of have an idea of like majority of my chat on where they stand on the game. And I think like the, the most casual players are in lower divisions. And when they end up qualifying for weekend league, which they, you know, will make it, they usually tell me, I don't really have time to play this weekend. I don't know when I will, I'll use it eventually. And then they may get anywhere from four to eight wins. I feel like the really casual players, it doesn't bother them. It's more of like the middle ground guys. And even then, I just think they get a little nervous of not being able to qualify. But I like the system itself uh, because you qualify, you get packs. You play weekend league, you get packs. Like you're getting rewarded for both. And in terms of the going up to 2000, um, majority of guys, you know, trying to play weekend league aren't in a super low division. So it's not like it would take them ages to, you know, finally get into, get a chance to qualify. I think all those guys usually talking are, even if you may be capped out, you're in division two, three, it won't take you three weeks to get 2000. And then those guys are good enough to get five and four. So I really don't think there's a problem with qualifying or the 2000 points. Cause the guys that, you know, say they're capped off, they play enough of FIFA already. It's not like, it's not an issue to me. It's the lower division, super casual guys. Those guys don't play the game much. And I don't really think it bothers them in terms of qualifying or when they have time to play weekend league, cause they don't play it every week. I feel like the more you play, you got to at least get better in some way. Like I kind of am agreeing with everyone here. Like you'll figure it out. Cause I doubt you'd play, you know, do the same thing all year, be really upset with yourself and just kind of, live with the fact that you're just stuck like i don't think so if you're gonna play the game long enough you'll figure it out and you'll make it doable to get get done with everything so to me at 2000 1500 not a difference at all honestly yeah it was a weird one i know when i when it first came out i was like hang on why are they making it harder here but in general i can understand it a little bit it kind of makes you want to go for that rank two and foot champs again i'm not hearing as many complaints as i was early on about qualifying being hard and kind of taking a while to get to enough points to even get in the playoffs again. Although maybe it still is, is an issue out there. But I do agree that going five and four, though, 
is it seems somewhat hard. I mean, obviously, if you go five and four, that's I mean, that's kind of a rank two in weekend league. Like, that's not a bad finish. I mean, I know guys can't even get rank two in weekend league. So going five and four, maybe some of a big ask. The only thing, me personally, I think they should increase is the amount of playoff entries you get per season. I think right now, what is it, eight entries for six weekend leagues. So you can afford to kind of not fail twice and then you still get to play all of them. I do think there should be kind of either double. I mean, it said if you've got enough time to get the qualification points, you should be allowed to enter back into the playoffs no matter what. I mean, they're not always easy to come by. And I think if you are failing a lot to get into weekend league, you're not going to be a high division to get these qualification points easily anyway. So it remains to be seen what they do there. That's the only thing I thought they'd change, honestly. I thought they'd up the playoff attempts, but they haven't done that. They've actually made it even harder, but we'll see. Like I said, it's not an issue as much as it was early on, but I think it still lingers around for some people. We are going to wrap things up here, though. We're going to go through our guests and where you can find him. Diego first, where can people find you? Uh, everybody can find me at Simply DGR on TikTok and Twitch. And I think Diego underscore is still my original Twitter, but I'm changing that soon to the uh, same thing. But yeah, TikTok and uh, Twitch, Simply DGR. I think we're back on a schedule now after we did start the year with the stream streak, which was a lot of fun. Um, I think we should be live. Um, should be Wednesday through Sundays, anywhere from 2 to 5 p.m. Central start time. Anywhere from three to six hours there. Just kind of seeing what content and uh, what everything brings us. But yeah, it's usually scheduled for us. And for those of UK guys, it's usually around 8 or 9 p.m. UK, I'm pretty sure. And the guys from Batch Page Gaming, where can people find you? Pretty much everywhere. We are Back Page Gaming. Daily uploads on YouTube. We're just about to hit our 50th upload in a row tomorrow. So exciting, exciting times. Usually going live at 12 p.m. UK time. Um, that makes it a certain time in American time. Don't know what it is. Um, early. <laughs> early, early. For you early birds, you know, go and get him. But Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch very soon, potentially. Yeah, soon um, come. Yes. And then YouTube mainly, though, being Backpage Gaming. And what kind of content do you guys do over on YouTube as well? Player reviews, player picks, packs, um, squad builders, yeah. custom tactics. Pretty much everything that you need to become, you know, a rank one player like myself. <laughs> or Bristow or Diego, but, you know, not like Robin. Not me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to chuck the in in the air, but no, I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And also for those guys listening, the next episode will be released fairly soon after this one. This one will go out obviously on the Wednesday. I'm in the midst of a move from New York to California. So it's going to take my time. We're going to sort out the next episode. But after that, episodes will still be released every single week. Just hold on for the next one because I'm going to be driving 45 hours across the whole of America and it may take some time. But I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you very much. Yeah.